Hey girlfriends, it's Dr. Joy here. We are dropping a special bonus Around the Way Girls segment. It is featuring Dr. Mildred Clark. She is an OG, and that's original gangster, <laughs> obstetrician gynecologist from the good old days and a Howard University College of Medicine alumna of the class of 1965. I am fortunate enough to be related to her through my mom. She's my mother's godmother, and she definitely is who inspired me on this path. So enjoy this little interview that I did alongside my mom, uh, my mom's college roommate, who also was one of her patients, and just get a look into the empty girlfriend experience from old days. All right. I went through all your stuff too, right? I know. Yeah. I yes, don't know remembering that. All your stuff, everything that happened, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. We went all through that together. I really forgot that. And you were, I was very often the last patient. Because <laughs> you were late? <laughs> hey. But also because we could we could talk. Mm-hmm. And, and well, well, that's not happening in the offices anymore. And I had to kind of remark that to the uh, ophthalmologist that I went to today. And I had to tell him how much I appreciated him because when I called about how I was feeling in terms of my eyes and all the rest of it, um, he, he, you know, came in and he sat down, et cetera. And before going into all that, he just sat down and said, you know, there are a couple of things that we have to talk about that I want to cut. And he went over everything that we had done over the year, over the past year or year and a half. And I'm saying, I haven't had this done. And I'm a, I'm a physician. I haven't had this done with a, a physician in a long time because it doesn't happen in the offices anymore. It just doesn't happen, you see? And, and that whole thing of preparation really should be going on in the doctor's office, in addition to other things that you do, but it should be going on in the doctor's office, you see? And what I'm saying, to supplement that or to, to present it because it's not happening, um, I feel that um, we need to, my generation, those of us who are still up with a lot of people that are dead, all my cronies, great store, all, all that bunch, you know, you remember all that, you know, that, that really had it, you know, are, are gone. But I think that whole generation needs to be talking to you and you and, and, and you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. So I want to juggle your memory because I know some memories we've talked about. Mm-hmm. So first, can you tell me about your experience at Howard back in that day and how it was for you with your girlfriends like Dr. Crockett mm-hmm. and that experience of being women at Howard mm-hmm. College of Medicine? Now, Howard, you're talking about 19... I graduated in 1965, I yes, think Yes, you did, you did. So that was 1961 then, 1961 to 65. A, the experience at, at Howard was an eye-opener. I loved practically every minute of it. Oh, at Howard, I, um, I enjoyed going there very much. Um, it, it was not my first choice. Um, see, back in my day, uh, there were not many women in medical school, and there were not many black people in medical school. And I had decided that I was not going to go to Howard because that was primarily black. Uh, many people did, would, uh, went there because they couldn't get in anywhere else. I'm telling you, that was not my that, that was something because I got into four or five medical schools, so it didn't really matter 
to me, but I went because it was the first time that I had been in school <clears throat> with that many people of my color, number one. Number two, that many black men in my color, because in, in my class. Uh, not, no, I shouldn't say that. There were not many uh, women in my class. There were about 106 students in my class, and there were six girls, and the okay. rest of them were, were males, and uh, primarily black males. There were a few who were not. And so that was a very different experience for me, and I didn't go, I went very willingly, even though I didn't know that much about it, because as I said, I had never been to school with that many black people, and, and black men was a, a whole other thing. So that was for it. What I, um, and, and black teachers, I had never had a black teacher in my life until I went there. Wow. No, no, see, our, our, our day is very different. You talk to Dottie and you talk to a lot of people. She might not have uh, experienced it quite as much as, um, as I did, but we just, they just were not there. Did I point to the wrong person when I said Dottie? Oh, okay, all right, so that, that was it. So therefore I went very willingly and um, I had never been to school with that many, that's two. I had never had teachers. The chief of surgery, the chief of pathology, looked like me. I, I, I had never experienced that. And uh, in fact, the person who operated on, on my eyes, because I had narrow ankle glaucoma, I found that out about a week and a half before I was to leave for Howard. And um, again, there, there are just so many experiences that I, 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 I sort of, sidetracked with lots of movies. I, I found out that I had narrow angle glaucoma, which is a very serious thing. And when I went down there, the dean told me that I would have to leave and uh, to take the semester out and come back and get myself straight. The chief of ophthalmology, who again was a black man, said, uh, no, she doesn't have to do that because I'm going to operate her on, on her during semester break. And uh, that's exactly what he did. And thank God, it was the will of God that you know, everything turned out okay. And I graduated on time, et cetera. But that was just a mind-blowing experience for me. Because I didn't know. I mean, the only black people I knew was Josephine English and a couple of others, and that was it. You didn't know them. So this was, a, this was a, a really mind-blowing to me, to be among that many learned, the chief of surgery, the chief of pediatrics, and all that. They were, they were black. We had a few white guys that were there, but mostly were black. So I, I feel that um, my experience with how, at how, you know, everything's, everything has faults and flaws, some of their own, uh, uh, you know, making others because as a government school, because that was one of the only government schools that they had on that level. They were, they were totally or practically uh, totally supported by the United States government. It's a land-grant school. And um, they, they, you know, they, that, they called shots, but they, they rolled out the olden uh, physicians, et cetera. And so that was a tremendous experience for me. And I have friends from there, from that even up to now, like Dr. Crockett? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Dr. Crockett. So, what's something so I remember you, you lived in the dorm with her, or you guys lived in housing together. Tell me about your housing situation. All right. we, her father was one of the Southerners who, who had made it well. And he bought, when Mary Alice uh, got into Howard, she, they, he bought her a house. And the house was specifically to house women who were going to be physicians, about six of us that lived in the house. Um, I was the house mother. 
And, and we had, we all had a big kitchen that was almost as big as these two rooms here, but we all had our own rooms and all the rest of it. And it, it was just a marvelous experience for me because I, I never had that. I never had that kind of camaraderie. It was women who felt the way I did, who were bright, who were Phi Beta Kappas. I mean, I was a Phi Beta Kappa as well as I was. You know Phi Beta. You see, but they're not going to tell you anything about what, like, what I'm telling you, you see, that, uh, that, that kind of school or that kind of, education existed, you see, because um, uh, way there, I, I, as I said, my OBGYN, all of them, all of them, all the people I took primarily were, were men of color who had all their degrees, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, at the time, even if you had that, you didn't, they, you, you weren't guaranteed that you were going to get an appointment at some of the more prestigious or well-known schools, et cetera, but they, they, they made it. And they they kind of socked that into us that what was expected in terms of when they went out, and I thank God. Oh, Cheryl, I thank God for the training that we got down in little evangelical churches and all the rest of it, because I had never gone to school with that many men. There were sixty men in the class, and uh, six of them were girls. That was it. The rest of them were men. You see, so you had to get used to to guys, and, and and you just have to, in order to find out to hold your own, and yet, to be able to be respected and all the rest. It doesn't mean you go around being you know preaching the Bible all the time. You don't you don't you don't do that. But you learn how men think, and that's it's it's very important. I think that's why women have a rough time with God. You don't know how they think, you see, and there they were able to be themselves. You see. So when, when things happened, when the crap went down and all the rest of it, you knew because they broke down like everybody else. When they were going to throw them out, we knew what was going to happen, and they would come and confide. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it was just a marvelous experience for me. I, I know this was a long uh, thing, but I, I, I spent four years there, and, and, and I, I will just never, never forget it. So my last question for you is, and this is just me going through my favorite mm-hmm. t- things to talk to you about yeah. from coming here mm-hmm. since I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I first came here when I was 16, mm-hmm. um, when I spent the summer in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when the seeds were planted that I wanted mm-hmm. to be an OBGYN. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you remember, but when I was in college, I used to always stop here. Right. I would take the Chinatown bus down right. from Boston. You're going to come to I would stop here on my way to Philadelphia, spend the night, mm-hmm. and you used to pull out your New England Journal of Medicine mm-hmm. your article. Right, and right, like, right. read this. If you can't read that for fun, you can't be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And I was scared because I was mm-hmm. like, this doesn't look like mm-hmm. fun. But now I can, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in your kitchen table, at this dining room table, I feel like I've had so many different things we've discussed about like some of your memories. And some of my favorites are how you got started in Brooklyn with your own practice. Oh. So can you tell me about that? Okay, I'll be short. Um, I always wanted to be here. I always wanted to practice in Brooklyn because this is where my family is and this is all the people I knew. And not only that, there was a tremendous need in this borough for female physicians, black female physicians. I had one of the, the, the female doctors whom, if I called her name, you would know the name Dr. Josephine English. She was the only one here for years and years and years. All right? All right, you know it. And um, she sent a message. She said, look, when you see Mildred Carr, tell, ask her when she's going to finish her residency. You <laughs> see, because she was, I mean, because she was a woman, and all the women went to her. You see, and 
Joe was not, we call Joe, Joe was not as, she did not have the opportunity to be trained the way I was. She graduated in an earlier time, you see. She did not have the, 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 the board certification and all mm. that, that that I had. And you know you got, you ain't, you ain't going nowhere if you don't have your boards. But she and a whole lot of them uh, did not have it. So she said, she sent a message, you asked Mildred Clark, when is she going to finish that mm. thing? So what I'm saying that there was a need um, and to have that kind of, Welcome all of them. Jump, even what Nichols, Rufus Nichols, all of them were called. Well, he he was boarded, but I mean they all welcomed me because there was really nobody around. Opie is a very hard residency. I don't know what they're doing now, but it was a tough residency so going it's... through. Tough, tough, tough. And they didn't want you there to begin with, and 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 then to to go through it. I did not have quite the time that perhaps you had or some other people, and it was all the Lord. It wasn't nothing about me. It was all the Lord who opened the way and made it wide so I could go through. I'm serious about that one. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm serious about that one. And uh, I, I, I came because I knew there was a need, and uh, there was a deep need in this borough for black female physicians, a deep, deep need. And uh, praise God, in the time that I, I was very active, I was able to, to uh, to do that. Why do you think there's a need for black female physicians? First of all, they they would you know women. See, you all don't understand that because women today can do almost anything. But back in my day, it was very restricted. If you were bright and you could do well, they might let you in the school system as a teacher. They might do that, and some people they gave a rough time even doing that. And see, by the time I came through, it was God's time. It was God. See, the timing is always different with Him. But he opened the doors when he saw that the time that they were flat on their on their behinds for female physicians and those of color who had it. Oh, please, you know. So that that I think it was a a thing of timing, and 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 it's hard to say and hard to understand that if you go with God's timing, you can't go well. And that's why why I'm praying that He will take me through this valley that I'm in now. And many of you would not understand that if you don't really know me, you see. But um, this is a, a deep valley that I'm not accustomed to being in. Mm-hmm. And um, you and you all remember me, just just pray. But at that time, the Lord opened up. He, he man, I saw him open up doors that you could not imagine. What about some of the places you used to operate? Sometimes you talk about the places you, the, the hospitals you operated Oh, in. yeah. Well, I primarily trained at the Jewish hospital now, which they call interfaith. But the Jewish hospital was one that was par excellence back in my day. And uh, they were on, mm, that was Closet Avenue. And then when you run, turn the corner to, to, to Prospect Place and all that, that whole circle there was the Jewish hospital of Brooklyn. Man, there were no black folks getting in there. Rufus Nichols, <laughs> no, I'm telling you right now. Rufus Nichols got into, he was one of the first blacks and the, there were others earlier, but he was one of the people that got on there. They really made him smell his behind, you know, and, and, and so, but you see, Rufus was there because the Lord was going to use him as an instrument for me to go in because after he, he was there for two years and then he said, Mildred, why don't you apply? I said, okay. And I applied and I got in, but I got into downstate also. And, uh, I did, my father was furious because I didn't, um, I didn't take downstate for the residency and the, what you call it. See, but I knew what I was doing, so they could, you know, get annoyed and all the rest, but I knew what I was doing. But I told you at the time that 
after, you know, I finished med school and everything, I went and I, I got, I went, I, you know, I got accepted there. I got accepted downstate, a whole lot of them. And um, five years, I would say, because that year, that, that time we used to do a year of internship and then you do your residency. And OBGYN was long, so it was four years in the residency and one year thing. But I, um, it was tough, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I thank God because I was there because, again, you got to stick with him because he will provide all the provocateurs that you need. And the chairman of the OBGYN department liked me. And it was not because I was up in his face because I don't do that, you know. So I, it was not that. But, you know, he, he knew that if, if I signed, co-signed something, and he said, oh, Clark has, has seen this patient. Um, and then he knew when I was doing well that uh, and it would, it would come up right that he uh, that he could trust me, you see, because the chief has got to be able to trust trust the residents. Yes. If he can't trust, no, if he can't trust you, you're not you're not you're not going nowhere. That's it. And if you're coming up wrong and the patients are carrying on about you, you ain't going anywhere. But um, he was a provocateur for me, and I can give you an example of that. When I was looking for an office, I did not want to locate down in Bed Stuy on Gates Avenue, and it's fine, but like, that was not the way I was going. So I went over to Plaza Street, um, and those of you who used to come to the office remember Plaza Street, that used to be packed yeah. all the time, mm -hmm. and uh, there were none of us up there. And, uh, but before I got in there, my director of the OBGYN department acted as the provocateur because I could not afford to pay the money that they wanted for rent and all the rest of it. So... Um, I said, Dr. Schiffer, I don't think I'm going to be able. He asked me, Mildred, how are you coming with looking for an office? You see, because back in my day, when you finished your your residency, your next thing was to get into an office and get working. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really go that way too much now, but that's the way it was. Mm -hmm. And so who did I have? Well, I, they had a sign on the door, office, you know, available. One Plaza, that's where I was. That's right. Remember? One Plaza. So I went there and I told the lady, she offered me the, the place, but it was at a, a price that I couldn't take. I couldn't, don't imagine what it was, but that's what she said. So the, uh, the, the chief of our service asked me, well, how are you coming with all? So I told him what it was and I said, um, you know, I told him what it was. And the money, so he said, well, he said, well, uh, let me go in and see what I can do. So they were asking some astronomical price. He went in, so he came back. As he said, well, Mildred, I want to tell you what happened. I said, well, what? He says, yes, I went to the thing. And I think you can get that office. And he offered me, I mean, the price was so minimal. And he says, and they're going to give you an eight-year lease. I said, what? Wow. He said, they're going to get, now, you know, that's God, you see. And then I have to, you have to look at all that. Mm. And so where you go, you must get a provocateur. You don't have to necessarily be a Christian. You don't necessarily have to be our, our, our pigmentation or all like that. But they, if God has ordained that you're going, I'm serious, y'all, and has ordained that you're going to be in there, then that's what it is. Mm. He sends a provocateur who gets everything, that, and that's it. And I went there and stayed there for eight years. Wow. And the only reason I left is because they wanted all tenants who were not physicians out. So he got me out of there, and I went from there. That was the first office, and I went to the second office, which was even better than that. You see what I'm saying? I feel that uh, it, it's important. I think mean, it's very important to love what you do for a living. It ain't in a man. It ain't in marriage. I mean, all that is nice. 
but that's an addenda as far as I feel life is concerned. Curry and I would tell any young person this, make sure that you get into the, 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 the life, uh, your life's work or what you're going to do for a living, one that really turns you on, may not in the beginning, but it will do that turns you on, and that where you can be of service to the Lord. So that's, that's you ask me, and I give you a whole thing. That's it for today. Hope you enjoyed, and have a good one, girlfriends. See you next time.